Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, guys. It's Vlad Harris here on the Panther Ranch Podcast. Welcome in. It's Monday after a holiday hangover. And, of course, a uh, Miami hangover, so to speak. Obviously, this was a great college football weekend. There was a ton of games. Lots of fun games to watch. Some really bad ones as well. That we thought we were gonna, they were going to be great. I mean, some of them were totally, you know, where I thought one team was going to blow out the one. It turns out it was the other way around. But, anyways, guys, we're back as Monday, and I'm sure it was fun trying to get my kids out of bed. I mean, my two youngest ones were fine. It was my oldest one. I told his behind probably about three times to get out of bed. First time it was to get out for breakfast, and he didn't want breakfast. He went to sleep. I said, okay, you know, if you want to eat, you want to eat. That's fine, but don't get pissed off at me when you're hungry. I say, don't, don't, don't sure as hell go to the nurse and say you're malnourished because, you know, whatever. So, anyways, he's got a lunch pass. Lunch is, you know, lunch and breakfast is free at the school, so. Usually he goes by in the morning, he goes by the breakfast car and gets himself something. Usually they have, usually they have chicken biscuits or whatnot. Yeah, chicken biscuits at a school at a at an elementary school. Think about that for a moment. You know, when I was in grade school, we didn't have a lunch, we didn't have a breakfast program. We didn't have one until I was in like the second semester of eighth grade when I was about to graduate. Yeah, then we had breakfast. But it wasn't free, you had to buy it. And that's the same thing with uh, school lunches too, we had to buy it. I mean we had to buy lunch tickets. But if you didn't have lunch tickets, you had to you know pay cash. You know, for me, I used to always get, I used to always take cash from me anyway. Because what I do is, I would get my lunch, I'd eat, and if it, if I was still hungry, I would go and see what they had left to, for me to purchase. A lot of times, they had like chicken nuggets left over, pizza left over, extra stuff. I would go and I would buy it. You know, it just you know I love to eat, I love to eat. Anyways, Pitt uh, got hammered by Miami 24-3, and, well, I wasn't feeling good about this game all week, although I thought Pitt would pull it off anyway, because I figured Miami's offense would be so dismal, we would, you know, be able to still win, but obviously we miss uh, Morrissey at center. I mean, that's the price you pay for running a little stupid gadget plays. 
Yeah, I know, I know. It could happen. It could have happened any play, and it just was an accident. I know. I'm just, you know, still a little bit disenchanted by it. But even if we had Morrissey, we'd probably still lose the game anyway, regardless. Uh, Miami just... Miami's a t- Miami has a top five defense. I mean, they're top five overall. I mean, they're they're killer against the rush, killer against everything. It's just that um, you know, Pitt wasn't going to be able to beat them beat them straight up, and they tried, and it just wasn't going to happen. You're going to have to you know improvise if you're a, a coordinator or your quarterback, but. Unfortunately, we can't do neither one of those on our team. That's just not neither one of those are options. So pretty much you're screwed. And that's pretty much what happened here. Last year, Pickett was able to improvise. This year, not so much. This was a big game for Miami, obviously. We got here with a whole bunch of penalties. I'm not sure why the ACC all of a sudden went to keep you know calling the game like this. I mean... We are one of the division. We're all gonna we're, we're all gonna play. Are gonna play Clemson? So what's the point? But if anything, maybe this game is a blessing in disguise. Because well, for a lot of reasons, it knocked us back down to earth. Because we were steamrolling through the coastal, and a lot of these teams were, weren't really that good. Miami's not really that good either. They just have really good defense. And, well, that's the thing. A lot of these teams just were really good. Good. Good for the most part. You know, their talent level pretty much reflected that. Whereas Miami has a ton of talent. It's just, uh, well, the record doesn't reflect it because their offense sucks so bad. And, you know, I, I think if I'm more correct in the offseason, I'm looking at the transfers, specifically grad transfers. He basically needs somebody to come in right away and step in and take over that offense because who he has now it just isn't going to work. And you saw and you saw on the, uh, during the game, it showed the list of quarterbacks uh, on Miami since Ken Dorsey. And the list is just freaking dismal. I mean, it's ridiculous how bad that roster is. I mean, there's just no one any good on that roster at all as far as quarterbacks. Kyle Wright, I remember, had a ton of hype coming out of high school. He was supposed to be the next big thing in Miami, and he just, you know, he wasn't good either. And none of them really were. But yeah, you know, pick, you know, obviously, you know, we got we got knocked down to earth a little bit, and then now we got Miami coming up. No, Miami, shit, Clemson. Sorry, guys, my brain scrambled. We got Clemson coming up, so maybe you know we're not. Now that this happened, maybe if we lose to Clemson really bad, we're not as disappointed because we know Clemson's really good and they got everything together, whereas we don't right now. So what can Pitt do at this point? Well, they can show up and play this game. Hope for the best. Plus, pick up the bowl game coming up. And my thing is maybe get prepared for next year. I'm not saying like bench everybody. But I'm saying obviously you had to replace your center and of course your line's a little scrambled. Use this game and of course your extra extra practices before the bowl game to really get that um, 
ironed out for next season, although Morrissey will probably be back by then. But hopefully it helps the other guys out when we have this type of uh, catastrophe going on. There wasn't really a whole lot of bright spots in this game. Really, actually, there's none of it at all. They just look slow against them and helped maybe for Pitt to throw the ball a little bit and stretch the defense out, but yeah, that didn't happen either. I mean, nothing just worked. It just was a case of Pitt going against a really good defense and just having no chance, and that was that. I mean, there's not much to take out of this game at all. I mean, if we're not ranked this week, we'll have to bitch about it now because we lost to Miami. We got beat by Sally by a, a really mediocre team for the most part. But uh, we'll talk about Clemson later this week. What Pitt can do against them. I mean, it depends on which Clemson team shows up, too, as well. I mean, we've seen that there's the one that barely beat Syracuse. We could knock their quarterback out of the game like Syracuse did and have us give us a chance there. I'm not saying knock about deliberately, just, you know, but, you know maybe if you know, something you know, bad happens, like a concussion by accident. I'm not saying target the guy. I'm just saying, you know, what you know, what if the guy, you know, does you know, the occasional QB run where he refuses to slide and then gets his ass beat. The options are there. Anyways, rest of the weekend, guys. A lot of great games. The Egg Bowl was a horrible game, but it gave us some comedy as there was a team fight in the middle of the game, and they all got penalized for it. Which was great. I mean, the referees caught a pony on everybody. That was funny. Uh, Oklahoma West Virginia played on Friday, Black Friday, as we know, and that was a hell of a game. Um, but there's one team, I guess, that really didn't meet their objectives. Has to be West Virginia. And the thing about this is because the Big Twelve was there for the taking for them. Texas isn't good. Oklahoma just graduated Baker Mayfield. I mean, they had Kyler Murray, but still, Oklahoma was still beatable. The whole conference as a whole it was down. Oklahoma State was bad, was mediocre. TCU ended up being really mediocre, really bad, actually. Basically, Big 12 was Oklahoma and everybody else. And this game, I mean, this league could have been more easier for West Virginia because all the pieces fell in place for them. They were returning a lot, you know, you know, a lot of, a lot of senior leadership, and a plus a loaded, you know, really good quarterback, loaded offense, everything. Everything was in their favor, and then they this happened. They lost two. Uh, they, they lost two really bad games. They lost to Oklahoma. They lost to Iowa State. I mean, Iowa State is a team you don't take light lightly because they will always play you tough. That game I can forgive them for. Oklahoma State's just a mediocre team, and they had a 10-point lead late in the game, and they had control. For some reason, they just lost at the end of it. The te- you know, the Texas game, that could have been a game they could have lost too, but they scored on the last second. 
That was our game that could have easily lost as well. But, like, I mean, this whole conference was mediocre. And they, I mean, and now there's talk that they may, um, well, now that um, Ohio State blows on Michigan, they're, they're trying to stick, they're, they're trying to stick a, a two-loss Ohio State team over uh, Oklahoma if they win the conference. That's how bad the Big 12 is. So, the pieces were all lined up for West Virginia to do this. And they just happened to lose a heartbreaker against uh, now, against um, Oklahoma. Now they have to sit home while Texas and Oklahoma jack each other off for the next 60 minutes this weekend. We get to hear about the Red River rivalry. Oh, oh, oh. Texas isn't, Texas isn't good this year. Sam Erlinger has probably one arm left. So, basically, you're, you're going to watch a one-armed quarterback, a throwing arm at that, against Oklahoma. Try it out. Yeah. And it's not happening. Unless they script this like some sort of WWE match where Texas miraculously scores a whole bunch of freaking touchdowns that they pull them out of their ass, then yeah, maybe. It could happen because, you know, the Big 12 doesn't play defense anyway. And, you know, West Virginia had... There was opportunities where they could have controlled that game and they just didn't do it. Start of the second half, they had opportunities to control it and they looked like they were going to take control and they let us slip away. And, and of course, there was that, uh, that crucial fourth down play. And they, defended, they didn't put any pressure on Murray, and, but they defended the pass really well. I mean, they dropped all those guys back and there was really no place from the throw. But with no pressure on him whatsoever... He was able to run around and create something. And, and finally he did. It was a tight window. He he made, he got got it in there. And Oklahoma's defender made a defender receiver made a hell of a hell of a catch. I mean West Virginia could have defended any better and it just, you know, he made a hell of a catch. But uh, the other game that happened that night, that night was the Washington State and Washington in the snow. This game, you know, Mike Price always loses. Not Mike Price, shit. Uh, Mike Leach always loses head scratchers, and this is always one of them. I mean, this reminds me of the uh, Washington State. No, when Leach was at Texas Tech, when they beat Texas, they had to face him in the. Uh, title game weeks later and they blew it. I mean, Leach is gonna, Mike Leach is always going to win games and he's going to always lose head scratchers like this one. Washington just isn't good. But I think you can attribute the snow as being a factor, but they're, 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 they're in the state of Washington too, so of course they got to deal with it. But they obviously put a damper on things for them and well, but still, Washington State had a hell of a season, and now they have to worry about Mike Price. Oh, Lord, man. It's a freaking Monday. I'm thinking about Mike Price in freaking Alabama in the freaking time when he was at a strip club, and he uh, says, what was it? Yeah, the, the strippers were screaming roll tide, and he was going, it's rolling, baby. But Mike Price would recover and coach at UTEP for a little bit, and he did pretty well, actually, for a little bit. Anyway, Mike Lee, they have to deal with Mike Leach. Rumors of him going back to Texas Tech. And supposedly Leach has law, open lawsuits against Texas Tech and a whole bunch of other crap. And 
I can't see him going back there, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't think, you know, what's funny about Texas Tech is they think that's a hot, their job's high profile, and it really isn't. And it was funny to watch, um, I watched their fans and West Virginia fans get a little pissing match for Dana Holgerson. And West Virginia fans were spelling off all their accolades. And Texas Tech was like, well, that's nice, but our accolades are similar to similar to yours. You guys act like you're closer to Michigan and uh, Alabama when you're really not. And it's really, really, really the truth. I mean, that's how West Virginia fans feel. They feel that they're like in the same echelon as Alabama when they're really not. You know, when you're pretty much the only big program in your state, I guess the fans are going to feel like that. I don't know. But that, you know, I can't see the leech going back to Texas Tech after all that. But you never know. But the thing about the difference between West Virginia and Texas Tech is that there's more high schools in Texas for uh, Holgerson to recruit. And it makes his life a lot easier if he would go there. Because he wouldn't have to freaking recruit his ass off at Morgantown, in Morgantown. Whereas he can go into Texas and get whoever the hell he wants and not have to worry about anything. But I think, you know, I don't, I don't see him going there at all. Mainly because I think he likes being in West Virginia. Anyways, guys, let's move on. Uh, UCF in South Florida, but they suffered a gruesome injury. But uh, such a Florida hell of a season. They got the AAC title coming up. So another big, another big season for them. I'm sure they'll win their. I'm sure they'll win their conference as well. So wishing the best. Alabama to kick the shit of Auburn, and I'm not sure what happens to uh, Mozon after this. I'm thinking maybe the uh, whole gimmick of him and his offense is uh, is pretty much where it's welcome at, you know, down there. Because this was supposedly a big season for them, and they just they played terribly. Clemson sleptwalked through uh, South Carolina, and we can only hope the same thing happens with us. And they keep us in the game. I wouldn't bank on it, though. Michigan and Ohio State. Now, this game here surprised the hell out of me because I thought Mich- I thought Harbaugh and Michigan were due. They were riding a big wave, but it turned to be to be fool's goal because pretty much the Big Ten for the most part sucks and it's not really good. I mean, and if you're Penn State, what does it say about you when you barely lost to Ohio State? at one point, but then, well, actually, it's a lot of, it's a lot of crazy stuff, because, you know, Michigan blew up Penn State, Ohio State didn't, but then Ohio State blows up Michigan, but I think if Ohio State and uh, Penn State would play this time around, I think it'd be a blowout, because Penn State's, they're winning games, just, their offense has been very lackluster. I mean, they had a, they had a preseason Heisman quarterback, and he's not even going to be in the uh, freaking uh, ceremony because, well, the offense sucks. And you know, if I'm Franklin, you know, I don't see Franklin leaving anywhere. 
but I, I found him making changes to to the staff and probably getting rid of the receivers coach because the receivers underperformed really bad this year. I mean, when you get when your receivers can't get open, Trace McStory has to has to freaking tuck the ball every time, and Lord knows he can't really do much. You know, Notre Dame escaped, escaped USC, and I, you know I'm a little bit uh, back and forth on the Clay Helton stuff. He had to replace Sam Darnold, and I'm not sure. You know, I think you know after the Notre Dame game, I think the Swan pretty much wants to give you know Helton the benefit of a doubt. Give him at least one more season, see what happens there. With a you know with you know with the, with the new quarterback and new you know, guys they lost. But uh, you can you know after the after that Rose Bowl victory with Penn State, they kind of underperformed the next season. And uh, this year just you know got worse. Georgia beat Georgia Tech by 14. It was 45-31. I figured Georgia Tech would at least give like somewhat of a game. But, uh, yeah, they did a little bit. But Paul Johns is still going bowling in uh, the world. You know, the rich keep just keep getting richer. And looking at some of Pitt's common opponents, uh, let's see, uh, Wake Forest gets bull eligible by beating Duke. And they beat him pretty bad. You know, I mean, Wake started off really bad, but they got better as the season went along. And Pitt obviously um, pulled away from that game. But, uh, yeah, another bull eligible team, Syracuse, they finished, you know, I think, I believe, a nine-win season. And you figure if they win their bowl game, they, they're going to be they're going to be ten and three for the first time since uh, two thousand one when they finished ten and three, and that was pretty much the high at the end of the Pascal Pascaloni era. I mean, that was um, shit. That was that. That was at that time they had Troy Nunes and Ryan Anderson and as their quarterbacks. He flip flopped them, and I think uh, Ryan Anderson played that whole season. And or no, Ryan Anderson. Shoot, R.J. Anderson. I'm thinking of Ryan Anderson from the Houston Rockets, but he had R.J. Anderson, and uh, you know he played. You know they played well, and after that it was the, it was the pretty much the end of it. I think after after the uh, Diamond Ferry seven six team, that was it for Pasqualoni. And of course, UConn hired him, and I have no idea why they hired him at that point because it was a horrible hire. The guy pretty much was way past his prime, and. As a head coach, I mean, he he's a, he's still an assistant in the NFL, but as far as a college game went, he could tell it just passed him by, and and pretty much, I mean, UConn's so bad that Randy Edsel can't even dig him out right now. And I don't think he'll ever, I don't think he'll be able to dig him out. Pretty much, he's got to start from scratch, like like they're like like a one eight team, which they are now. I mean, pretty much, they're like a Division one eight team. And of course, we had LSU going um, to Texas A&M, and pretty much a, it was a basketball school for the most part. And that was another uh, another uh, dandy of a game, and they kept going, and people wanted to keep going. And you know, LSU finishes at nine and three, but I'm sure 
you know, being down here in Houston where a lot of L- there's a lot of LSU people, they wanted Orgeron gone before the before the season began and as he kept winning games, people were hoping that uh well people started, you know, loving the guy all of a sudden. But I'm wondering if it's not if, if you know if LSU loses the, the bowl, their bowl game, I wonder if it leaves a different taste in LSU fans' mouth. If they go back to referring back to the way Orgeron fired. Because, you know, giving up saying to you know, giving up that many points, that's not, you know, really reflective of the kind of a defense you know, at Edo team plays. Now you had obviously Kentucky being Louisville, and that's a Jesus Louisville Kentucky won nine games this year. Syracuse I to said that, you know, they got the nine wins they hammered Boston College. Iowa State, they beat Kansas State. And the rest of the ACC, you had Florida State getting, getting trounced by Florida. I'm thinking the Willie Taggart era. It's not really the last too long. Florida State may give another year, but that's about it. NC State, North Carolina. NC State wins that one. Wake Forest, as you know, crushed Duke. Now, Larry Fedora got fired, and, you know, pretty much with Fedora, the guy accomplished a whole heck of a lot. I mean, he pretty much pulled a team out of a big academic scandal because, you know, that's what Ryan Switzer pretty much said. But once once Mr. Trubisky graduated, that was about it for, you know, for um, for him. And it was just downhill, and the only, only team he could really beat was Pitt. And I'm not sure where North Carolina goes from there. There's talk of them bringing Mac Brown, which I have no idea why they would bring in Mac Brown. And what irks me about that is I'm sure they're going to talk about all the great things that Mac Brown did at Texas. But Mac Brown left Texas a lot worse off than he did when he took him over. It's because, um, well, he took him the two national title games. They won. They won the national championship with the, with Vince Young. But after the but uh, they went back a few years later with Colt McCoy. And that's when it started to go downhill for for them, because well, with Colt, hell of a player. But the thing is, is uh, Texas pretty much stopped recruiting after that. And the reason why is the Texas at the time was such a prestigious program, and the state still is. That they would have the recruiting classes wrapped up pretty much before, maybe. Just as the uh, Lara Tente was was ending for the one year, they would already have their class wrapped up by you know pretty much by the end of that end of, end of the first month of recruiting, because that's just how they were. It, the program pretty much recruited itself, and it's similar what happened with Penn State in the late nineties. Penn State would uh, would land a lot of early verbals. They would uh, land guys when they were juniors, and then they would suck as seniors. And that's what killed Penn State pretty much in the late, you know, in the early 2000s. Is, is uh, that, that's how they recruited. They recruited lazily, and that's what happened with uh, Texas here, because there was a lot of really good, really good, you know, lot of good players in Texas that you know that wanted to go there, but uh, Texas, you know, Mac Brown wasn't willing to uh, go back on a lot of the uh, commitments, you know, and you know, tell them, you know, you know, say, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pull this other guy in. You know, if they if they if they had, if they got two, 
if they got two strong safeties and they had one, they had one that was really good, really, really good, they would recruit because they already had two, so they didn't want them. So, that allowed other schools to come in and pretty much take advantage of that. Say, oh, Texas don't want you. That's how Baylor got so good during that time. They took they took advantage of Mac Brown's lazy recruiting, and that's what. And then in the end, when Mac Brown retired from Texas, or you know was you know left, they had a whole they had a really bad roster full of full of players, and you know Charlie Strong had a huge mess. I mean. And he tried to upgrade the talent, but of course, in turns he started losing. He had to fire—I mean, he had to fire Sean Watson at one point. So there you go. And that's pretty much the college football wrap-up weekend. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And I'm sure you guys are bringing your leftovers. I don't know, though. For me, you know, for Thanksgiving, it's just, you know, I'll eat. And then, like, you know, like Thursday and Friday, I'll eat leftovers. But by, by Sunday, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to eat more of this crap. I mean, the dessert, the dessert, though, never fails. I mean, it never does. You know, you love, I mean, I love a good dessert. So... You can't you can't screw up dessert. Just as long as you got ready whip, you're good. But as far as the NFL goes, the Steelers lost the heartbreak room, and uh, of course, you know, James Conner fumbled again, and obviously, local me is pouncing on that. And I'm just you know, for me, you know, I I find it hilarious that they're, they're that they're they're uh, they're caping for. Uh, Le'Veon Bell all of a sudden. Now that he can't play, he can't, you know, really sign with the Steelers now. They want to they want to cape for him now. You know. Like I said, I mean the Steelers, if the Steelers really were hard up about were really hard up about this, they would have signed Le'Veon Bell. This is Connor's first full season of taking snaps. If they didn't think that Connor would be able to handle all this or he wasn't good enough, they wouldn't have they would have signed Le'Veon Bell. They didn't. So, he's there. So, I'm sure, you know, the, as far as ball control goes, the fact that he can't, you know, you know, the fact that he's had a hard time you know, carrying the ball, I'm sure he'll rectify itself. It's not going to be worth loving him bell where he gets injured. You know, the one thing I'm more worried about is if Connor gets hurt around playoff time, because that's where a lot of times Le'Veon Bell, where we need him the most, he would get hurt. That's where he would get hurt. So I'm not too worried about that. You know, as far as you know, the rest of the thing goes, rest of NFL goes. Jacksonville took a nose. It's taking a big nose dive. Texans play tonight, and they're going to Bob McNair. And of course, the big thing here about Bob McNair is the uh, there's a lot of good stuff he did here. I mean, he brought football here, and he did a lot of stuff in the community. But his final his final days with the uh, anthem issues, and I guess some comment made about the inmates running the asylum, and and people said he was referring to the football players and. 
other stuff it says he wasn't you know that means says he was reformed more to the owners and not the uh, players I mean that whole little chapter there is you know that's that's unfortunately that's what a lot of people are remembering him for is that and people feel that the world's a better place with him dead now and you're gonna have to deal with that I mean with McNair obviously there were some there were some negatives there but there's a there's a there's some goods there it's just you gotta take the good with the bad with people like that and I don't I don't know the guy personally so I can't really you know make a judgment of who he really was only the people that really worked for him I mean of course Dwayne Brown didn't like him but other but other um Texans players had their um their thoughts on him, and they didn't feel, they didn't feel the same way Dwayne Brown does about it. But uh, yeah, that's the big mess today. Is that this whole thing? And plus, you know, you got some. And of course, it was just the players too. The, you know, some of the local media threw him under bus too, and then of course now they want to honor the guy. But. Like anything else, like one guy said with the whole Levy and Bell thing and the Connor thing, it's all narratives. Everybody has a narrative, you gotta stick to it. And the narrative can change, it can flip. It always does. But anyways guys, I'm gonna let you have the rest of your day back and I'll talk to you later this week. As we'll talk about Pit Clemson, Hell to Pit, have fun. <laughs>